John chapter 10. Let's, let's look at that together. Talk about this idea of submission um, for a few minutes here, okay? John 10, verse 1. All right, we're going to read through verse 30, and I'm going to give you several thoughts here, okay? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay my life down. I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he is a demon. He is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Jesus is painting this picture if he is the good shepherd, and his Father has given him this assignment to be the gatekeeper. All right? He's the gatekeeper in which right, his people come in and out and find pasture. The one that hops over the fence and tries to shepherd the flock, that's the thief, that's the robber. He's not the good shepherd. He's going to end up leading those sheep astray 
And then when threats come against those sheep, he himself is going to run because he doesn't actually love the sheep. He doesn't actually love the sheep. And Jesus is going, I'm the good shepherd. I actually, I actually love I actually love my sheep. I actually love my people. And I go before them. I lead them. Right? You read Psalm 23, you find all the places that he leads us to, all the places he leads us through. Okay? And when threats come against us, he's not scared. He doesn't run and tuck tail. Right? He's going to wait it out with us. He's going to defend us. He's going to defend us. He's going to wait it out with us. He's going to lay his life down on the line for us and has. You know, he's the good shepherd. It's a beautiful picture he's painting. There's a good book called A Shepherd, or a good book called um, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. It's written by a shepherd. And so it's got the shepherd's perspective on the psalm. It's a good book. You should read it because you'll learn a lot about the nature of the relationship between a, a shepherd and a sheep. So he's painting this picture, and you see some of the, some of the relationship you know, between Jesus and his children, his people, those that the Lord has given to him. And one of those distinctions that we see is verse 27. Okay? Because when I think about submission, ultimately I, I start going, what does submission look like? What does it look like? And Jesus goes, my sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. Pretty simple. What does submission look like? It looks like you following what Jesus said. It looks like you following what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. It looks like you following what the Lord has said to you. In his word. It's that simple. Jesus goes, my sheep, those that are mine. He just got done telling the Jews, you're not mine. Because you don't follow. You don't, you're not, you're not hearing me. And you're not following. He says, mine, those that are mine, my sheep, they hear, they know my voice. And they follow. And in other places in this chapter, we see that Jesus goes, and mine, my sheep, they won't follow a stranger's voice. Meaning the thief that hops over the rail to come in and pretend to care and, and, and speak tender things to them, they won't follow that voice. The thief that hops over the rail and wants to lead them to another pasture, they won't follow Jesus goes, mine? They know my voice. And they follow. The strangers, they won't. What's submission? That's what it is. What did God say? What did I do? That's what it boils down to. What did God say? And what did I do? Now, there's lots of, lots, lots of questions in the midst of that. Like, how? How do I hear? In order to answer the question, what did he say? 
I got to wrestle through how do I hear? In order to answer the question, what did I do? You have to wrestle through how do I follow? But submission boils down to what did he say, what did you do? What did God tell us as a church and what did we do? What did God say to you in your marriage and what did you do? What did God say to you about parenting in this situation and what did you do? I don't want to overcomplicate it. It's that. Submission is just that. He said, so I did. And we can put all the caveats and all the excuses and all the... you, You take all that away. What pleases the heart of God, what we should aim at as a church is what did he say? And what did I do? Okay? Now, I, I just want to touch on these things just for a couple of minutes, but when I, when, I, when I think about submission, I go, okay, it looks like he said, so I follow. Not a hard concept, but then I ask the questions, what are the things that cause me not to follow? What are the things that cause us not to follow? Sometimes for us, we can't follow if we never listen. If you never listen, you can never submit to anything. Because what are you obligated to? If you didn't hear nothing, what are you obligated to? If you didn't read anything, what are you obligated to? If you don't know what his voice sounds like, if you don't know what his voice said, if you don't know what the word says, if you never listen, you're not obligated. So sometimes we don't follow because we don't listen. Our culture doesn't listen at all. And our pace is not real conducive for us listening. Okay? Sometimes we don't follow because we never listen. That should be part of our New Year resolution is to listen and to live in such a way to listen because we'll never experience a blessing of submission if we don't first listen. Fear. I don't follow. I don't submit to what he said because I'm fearful. I heard what you said. God, I heard what you said. I understand what the Bible says about this. But if I do that, I'm fearful about this. I'm fearful about what that would actually look like. What the consequences would be if I did follow. Fear. Here's my encouragement to you. If that's you, you've heard the voice, you understand what God's asking of you, but you haven't followed because of the fear or the worry of the the, the consequences of walking that out or the unknown, 
Look at verse 27, sandwiched right in the middle, right in the middle of that verse. It says what? I know, I know them, I know them. They hear my voice, I know them. What am I trying to say to you? Perfect love casts out all fear. His love for you will overcome your fear. But you have to trust and you have to know that He knows you. And His plans for you are only good. What God asks of us, what He requires of us, He only has good for you in it. Nothing else. The things that he asks of us, like submission, that's not an easy thing. Because oftentimes our minds are hostile to the Spirit because we've got our mind right set on the things of the flesh. Our own desires, our own wants, and so submission isn't always easy. We've got fear, but he says, I know you. I know you, and because I know you, don't you think I'm going to have the best for you? I have the best for you because I know you. Some other person may try to come in here and lead you to another pastor, give you some type of, you know, counsel and think that it's going to be the best thing for you, but they don't know you like I know you. They don't know you like I know you. Trust me. Submit to what I'm saying. It's only for your benefit and good. And so we all have to, you know, ask ourselves, you know, why? Why am I fearful? Because what I'm saying is an earth-shattering. We all know that God knows us. We all know that he was slain for us. What, what, what am I, what, why, why am I fearful? I don't know, it's just my experience. It may be different for you. I know, I know some of the fear stems out of our own insecurities. I know some of our fear stems out of our own trauma and experiences. Yeah, but a lot of times for me, you know, my fear it stems out of if my mind is not set on the things of God for, you know, consistently, I, 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 I'm, I, I am open to just the, the, the enemy going discouragement, fear, anxiousness, Okay, sometimes, you know, the, the, the fear that we have just comes from my mind has not been set on the things of God consistently. That's why Philippians 4 tells us, hey, whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever's right, noble, like think about these things. 
Because when we take our mind out of that sphere, out of that arena, we're not thinking about the good shepherd. We're not thinking about what's pure and lovely. And we're not thinking about scripture. We're, like, we're inviting all these fears in. The enemy has a, he's got a gap. They slither in. And he comes on in. And he plants these seeds. And oftentimes it's, it's this fear that we don't follow. We don't follow because the enemy has planted that seed of fear. But God's going, hey, the enemy doesn't know you. He doesn't know you like I know you. Trust me. Deception. Why don't I follow? Maybe I'm not listening. Maybe the fear over, overweighs the, what I theoretically know in my head. Deception. Sometimes we don't follow because we're deceived. We think it's God. We think it's God speaking to us. And it's not. It's like go back to the garden. Adam and Eve, right? Yeah, that is what God said. That was God's voice. That, those were his words. That is what he's saying. That is what he said. Sometimes we don't, we don't submit to the voice of God because it wasn't him. And so I don't know if that's relevant to any right, circumstances or situations in this room this morning, but if you're wrestling out discernment about something, and you're trying to make a decision in regards to something, you're trying to identify the voice of God so that you can follow it, seek good counsel so that you can follow. If you're going, is that my flesh? Is that my selfishness? Is that what I want? And so that's why I'm hearing it in my head. Because that's the decision that I want to make here. And so that's why I'm attributing that to God. Seek good counsel. Practice what Anna's practicing. Spend some consistent time with some other people looking at the Word, asking those questions. Okay? This ought to be a big bullseye 2023 that as a church we ought to be able to talk about you ought to be able to talk about this is what he said this is what I did this is what he said this is what I did and here is the blessing that came from that here's the blessing what will be the blessing of submission it may look different at different times but the heart of all of his blessings for us, we're going to experience the fruit of the Spirit. Peace. When you submit, you're going to experience peace. Love. Joy. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. You're going to experience those things. That's going to be the blessing always at the center of pursuing what pleases the heart of God. Those are all things that we're after. 
Okay, the band's going to come back up. We're going to close in worship this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand um, and let's pray together. And then let's close in worship agreeing, agreeing with God that He's good and that He has our best interests in mind and that He knows us. Let's worship in agreement, all right, with that. God, thank you. Um, Thank you that you're good. Thank you that you have the audacity to tell uh, Job, and you have the audacity to tell me and to tell others in this room, who, who's darkening the counsel of me? Who's, who's darkening my counsel? God, thank you that you have the audacity to say that. Because what you're saying to us when you go, hey, who, no, 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 no. I am the only one that knows you. I am the only one that knows what's best for you. I have set your plans in place. I have formed your days for you. So don't listen to other counsel, other instruction, other laws. Listen to my voice. Submit to my voice. And follow me, for there's a blessing. God, thank you that that's available, your voice is available to us, and that you would correct us with the truth of, hey, everything else is darkness. A stranger's voice is just darkness. Got to pray that we would be inspired. We'd be inspired by submission. We wouldn't cringe at it. We'd be inspired by it. Amen.